this is Mish Hancock, and you are listening to Mishmash, a place where I get to talk to the weird, wacky, wonderful people of this world, people I adore and want to know more about. Today, my guest is Melanie Maynard. Melanie owns Aging Gracefully, a company that helps you or your loved one transition into later stages of life with grace and intention. Hello, Melanie. Hello. And that is what you do. You're like the perfect soul to to do this because you have grace, you have beautiful and wonderful intention, mm. and then you're helping these people that, I mean, it's it's a tough gig, right? They're, they're going through a really stressful, emotional, mental, physical time, and you and your loving people there are there to support. Yeah, I mean, it's usually intense. Most people call us because something has happened that's causing some intensity, you know, what I call a fire. Something's Mm -hmm. happened and things are on fire. And so there's a lot of things to figure out. They're usually overwhelmed, flooded emotionally. And so we're trying to step in and help them navigate all those different pieces of the puzzle. So it's, you know, I'm sure it's usually a mom or dad and aunt or aunt uncle that they've fallen or something like that and they're like wow we are at that place but i know it is really important for people to think about it before this happens mm-hmm. right it's just it's easier and yes. it, it it just takes a i mean the stress of something of the event just adds so much more to something that i mean even though there's not an event it's still a difficult process sure I mean, having those conversations in advance, there's intensity around that. We love to sit with families and have conversations in advance. And I always say, you know, a conversation when nothing is going on is so much easier than when you're in the middle of it. Right. Like a one-hour conversation when we just talk through a few things um, is so much easier than when you're at the hospital or when you're in the emergency room. Um, And just having those little bitty conversations along the way are so much easier. You can reflect back on them when you are in emergency. Right. And so we, we love to do that with families. We encourage people to do that. I think if COVID has taught us nothing, it's that any of us could be in a situation like that that's unexpected in a medical emergency where we need to make decisions for people or for ourselves and having conversations in advance just make it easier. It's a fire drill. It's like having a fire drill. So most of the people that you work with are people that are are aging. They're they're getting to that place where I'm I need support. I need help. I can't do this on my own anymore, correct? Mm-hmm. I would say the vast majority of the people that we work with are aging or adults with disability that need a plan of care. We do some work with people with complicated medical situations or um, psychiatric diagnosis that they need support, but primarily it's aging. So if what kind of a conversation, ideally someone calls you before there is an event Mm -hmm. and they say, you know, we need to start opening up this conversation. What does that look like? Well, we really at Aging Gracefully want to be holistic um, in our approach. And so we we want to say, just like in any other season, I mean, when we were walking in the door, we're talking about our kids being in their Mm -hmm. 20s. What are they doing? What are they doing next? College, work. It's just like every other season of life. What are your goals and dreams for this season of life? Um, You know, our tagline, we were just joking about taglines is your story as you wish. What what do you want to write? 
What what part of your story do you want to write in this season of your life? So we want to talk about that. What goals? We had a client that wanted to go, um, had always wanted to go see spring training in Florida. Well, that's part of her care plan. How are we going to do that? Really? Yeah. How are we going to make that happen? So it's medical, but it's also social. It's also relational. So, you know, we want to hear all those things. Where do you want to live? What's important to you? If you want to live in your home, well, what do we need to do to make that accessible so that you can stay there? What do you have going on financially? What do you Mm -hmm. have going on legally? Let's make legal plans for that. Who are the players in your care? Um, If you're planning for your son to take really good care of you, but he lives in California and you live in St. Louis, how are we going to make that happen? Do we need to make a move? So, you know, talking about what's important to you. is living next to your sister important to you? Whatever it is, it doesn't really matter what those things are, but how do we make a plan so that we can incorporate meeting those goals as we move forward? Um, and they're all not sad and dire. Right. I mean, that's what I mean. They can be any goal that you have, but let's let's move forward with intention toward them. What I love about that, though, and, I, and I'm, I'm hoping that people are hearing this, is that, you know, if you're not talking to a person like you, that stuff may not happen. Well, the way that you have independence and and to do things intentionally is somewhat in, is prevention. You know, if mm-hmm. you want to stay in your home, if you want to do these these things, then like how do we keep you from falling, breaking your hip? How do we keep you from being behind the eight ball? So when we have a plan in place, we're much more likely to hit our goals with anything. I mean, in business and any goals that we set, that's why we have vision boards. So why not create one for your aging this season of your life? It's it's just like every other season. Oh, very cool. Well, so how do you help someone, you know, that like, so you don't break your hip because falls are a big thing and breaking hips is a big thing and breaking in knees and like knee replacements. I mean, I feel like there's a lot of that going on as people age. How do you help them with something like that? Well, I mean, you know, any of us could fall. Any, you know, things can happen to any of us. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's just being thoughtful about you know, are there things that are going to make me more likely to fall? Um, do I need someone now to shovel my sidewalk for me? Right. Do I have rugs in my house that I might slip on? Um, do I have a safety plan if something were to happen? Um, we were just talking about, you know, living alone. Even no matter how old you are, you should have a safety plan if you live alone. Exactly. I, I, mean, I could fall down and nobody could be there and I exactly. need a safety plan. Yeah. You know, so some of it is just thinking ahead, thinking about things that... Um, you know, or safety. It's like putting on your seatbelt. What do, what are things that we can do? We know as we age, we're more likely to fall. Some of these things are more likely to help, I mean, to happen. So what are things that we can do to hopefully prevent that? That's some of looking, you know, looking at your house as you um, age and seeing if there are things that you might want to shift in your bathroom or um, your house yeah, just just to right. to prevent anything from happening in the future because it is interesting how when you get older like you can just like reach back to grab something and you're like oh oh I got my shoulder a little bit there yeah. you know so it's be- and and I know that um in fact we were we I was talking about working out this morning <laughs> um, and I was thinking that is a one of the big reasons why I continually work out is so that cuz I I will sometimes I mean I will like almost fall and I'll catch myself and I will always say thank you thank you thank you for my balance thank you for my core strength thank you that I do what I'm doing so that I don't end up actually falling over and you know and so 
it all still applies. Eat well, exercise, all the all the yep. basics all mm-hmm. still apply to help you as you get older. But even as you get older, there are it's just a part of things are there's that possibility. Sure. Yeah. Things happen and all we can do is shore ourselves up as much as possible, you know? So when did you say, this is what I'm going to do? I'm going to open up this business and this is what I'm doing with my world. Mm. When did I decide I wanted to be a care manager or work in the area of aging? Yeah, like, like because I mean, and it's there, we are aging here in the Mm -hmm. United States. The baby boomers, there's a lot of baby boomers aging right now. Well, I um, I knew I wanted to help people in the area of aging. I came here to go to WashU. That's what brought me to St. Louis originally to get my master's in social work. And my first job out of the gate was um, case management for for adults with psychiatric um, diagnosis, and I loved that. I did case management for people with um, kidney that had had kidney transplants and. Um, really liked all of those jobs, but after I had my kids, I had an opportunity to work for a woman who had just started um, what's called a geriatric care management business, and I just didn't know it was a job at the time. I didn't know that was something that existed, and it really was the perfect combination of the population I love to work with, which is people that are aging and case management or care management, and I just I just thought this is this is what I love to do. Very cool. It just seemed perfect, and so. One day I came home and I said, I think I want to do this for myself. I mean, that could be a whole nother podcast. I had absolutely no idea what I was doing, started my own business. Many of us do not, Melanie. We <laughs> we, we get uh, that gumption and off we go. And that's we, right. we learn along the way. It's not easy. Entrepreneurship isn't easy. You, that's right. You got to take yourself on. Yeah. Um, but I'm. It, it'll be 15 years in November and I'm still really glad that I do it. I love the work. Um you know congratulations yeah, yeah so. we're, we're 100th monkey is 13 years this year so it's like you kind of get over the i think at some point you know you get over the humps right but you also the humps show up and you're like oh yeah this again i yeah i i've had to do this before all right well let me figure this one out you know yeah well you figure out how to hire people that know what they're doing <laughs> It's just, it's very helpful. I, I always joke about, you know, the fact that um, accounting, hmm, that Miss should not do accounting. This mm-hmm. is, that would have been a really bad path for me. I would be really hungry right now if I went into accounting. Mm-hmm. So yay that there are people that do accounting out there. I literally interviewed someone last week that will be starting with us on Thursday. And I said, how do you feel about spreadsheets? And she said, I love them. And I said, you complete me. <laughs> That's, so Jill, I'm like, Jill, who you know, who works yeah. with me, that Jill loves spreadsheets. Her spreadsheets have spreadsheets. In fact, the other day she was sharing with me, we were trying to figure this, we were trying to figure something out. And she's, and I was like, help me figure this out. Cause it's, it's, it's numbers and I can't do numbers. She's like, okay. And, and, you know, I'm, so I'm listening to her talk about it. I know her brain is ticking and she goes, oh, wait, ho- all right, hold on. I'm going to have to do some algebra here to figure this out. And I went, what? This is I, the one time I we use algebra as an adult. No one <laughs> uses algebra as an adult. And here's Jill doing algebra to figure. I was like, I'm, I'm impressed, Jill. I'm talking about it. I'm telling people that I know someone who actually uses algebra as an yeah. adult. <laughs> 
And if that ever comes up for me, I'm going to call Jill. Jill I'm not going to do it. She will whoop out some kind of an algebra something and make it happen. I know. I was like, wow. I was like, that's always the joke. Right. You know, I used to say to my daughter, she'd be like, oh, I don't like algebra. I'm like, ah, you won't need it as an adult. Don't worry about it. Now I will say, unless you're Jill. Right. And you need to help Miss figure out something really complicated that she didn't know was a complicated thing until Jill had to do algebra around it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love it. So um, tell people how they can find out more about you. You can certainly go to our website, aginggracefully-stl.com. You can follow us on social media. Um, our Facebook page is Aging Gracefully St. Louis, um, or Instagram is Aging Gracefully St. Louis as well. Um, you can give us a call at 314-827-6654. All right. There you go. All right. Can I ask you some fun questions now? Sure. All right. My first question for you is, if you could get rid of any noise, what would it be? What noise drives you crazy? Okay, well, I don't know how widely viewed your podcast is. <laughs> so this could bite me later. My neighbors have these dogs that are some sort of hound or I don't know. They're supposed to treat an animal and they sound like they're dying oh, no. all the time. They just, this, they have this terrible bark. Oh, no. I think that's how God made them, but it is unpleasant. It's and an they unpleasant are not treating howl. any animals in my neighborhood in Webster Groves. I got you. I got you. I would rid myself of that noise, which happens pretty frequently. I have a, I was, when I was thinking of this for myself, I thought, what, you know? I mean, what, I don't like fireworks. I oh. really don't like fireworks. Like, mm. I don't like the noise of fireworks. If they could just be Mute pretty them. and not make noise, it'd be great. Okay. You know, but then I live downtown. Sure. So I kind of think that, I actually would get rid of the super incredibly very loud cars that people mm -hmm. have that they mm -hmm. like to rah, 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 and they just is very loud. Yes. I don't think cars have to be that loud. I think you can drive one with it out being loud. <laughs> right. <laughs> but for some reason some people really like them them to be loud. The downtown location might also be bad for you with the fireworks. You know, they there oh. may be more fireworks than average oh, downtown. Oh, it's crazy. <laughs> I mean, yeah, July 4th, it's like, you know. And, and, the, and like the baseball games, you're like, darn it with so the home runs that again. That doesn't bother me because it's like it'll start and then, you it's know, quick. that has an ending okay, point. Okay. July 4th, which actually starts Memorial Day on, mm. it, there's like, you know, sometimes 2 o'clock in the morning, you're like, mm. really? And then... um uh, so my my business consultant Josh was going on one day about I like daytime fair fireworks. Oh yeah, well how great! Like let's just set them off in the day. You can't see them, but let's yeah. just make a whole bunch of noise. You know, right. <laughs> it's it's awesome. Maybe you just need a summer home. Ah uh, yes, I think I will work on that. Okay. Where shall it be? Where would I where would I have a summer home? Maine. I have to think about. Maine is really pretty. I do like Maine. I like it. Yeah. Portland, New Maine. I was there in Portland, Maine with my daughter and I loved it. It's beautiful. We did yoga with goats. Oh, nice. oh yeah. It was very cool. Yeah. Goats just like to crawl up on top of you while you do yoga. Who knew? Um, they were baby goats, not like full grown goats. That might be a little uncomfortable. All right. You, I stalked you a little bit. Uh-oh. I noticed that you recently checked off of your bucket list, uh -oh. um, getting to see George straight. So I want to know more. You How was it? It was great. It was, was really it? great. How, how, how long have you been a fan? 
Well, I grew up in South Louisiana, so uh-huh. you know, I I love some country music. I'm still pretty pretty big country music fan, and I mean, George is the top, right? He's I love. Here, he's how old is George now? I I think it's possible George has had a little work done, but um, <laughs> probably he's in his seventies. But he looks great. Um, you know, you know everything. You know a surprisingly large number of George Strait songs. Probably everyone does. Well, well tell me, because I wouldn't say I'm a George Strait fan. You just so. know George. So I just said always wanted to see him. And um, I looked in to see him in Las Vegas. I'd never been to Vegas. It just seemed a little bit complicated to me to get there, honestly, and maybe <laughs> not really my style. So he was doing a stadium tour. I hadn't... Um, you know, I thought, well, that'd be fun. I needed a girl's trip. So a good friend of mine and I met in Tampa, and we... Went to see George and um, let's see who opened for him? Little Big Town and Chris Stapleton, which Chris Stapleton had had actually been here on his own the week before in St. Louis. Oh, so I'll it was, be darn! It was she had to catch up. And say it was hi. a multi-hour <laughs> concert, and um, yeah, George was the finale. So it was it fun. was it was super fun, and it immediately made me want more things on my bucket list. Oh, yeah, I was like, wait a minute, this the looking forward to George. Straight. I bought the tickets in November and I saw him in August. But looking forward to it was almost as fun as the going. It is fun. That's like vacation, right? Yeah. I have a whole thing like you, you've got the vacation. It's going to happen on these dates. And then there's the whole everything before it. The planning it. Oh, what am looking, I going to wear? Yeah. And do I have my baby toothpaste? And <laughs> Yeah. It was you really, know? really fun. I and, love it. But I did kind of want to see him again. Like, mm. I was like... Like, well, does that mean like I can't see him bucket anymore? Bucket list item. Re, can I rebucket it? Yeah, I think I don't you know. can. I already Why asked not? my dad if he wanted to go again, you know. <laughs> well, there's there's some people that go see the same groups over and over and over. I think Metallica either is coming in town. My, like my brother, they're like three nights and my brothers are going for two nights of it. Oh, wow. That's how That's how crazy they are into Metallica. You're not going at all. I am not. It's not that I don't love Metallica. I just, I don't know. I tend to be the person that likes to go to the, like, smaller venues, like Mm -hmm. the pageant, off-Broadway. Like, the smaller venues tend to have the people I actually am more excited about seeing. Sure. I went to the Hollywood Casino to see Morris Day and the time, which was awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, it was really fun. So I tend to go to, like, those kind of things. But, yeah. Yeah. All right, so we're all about kindness, and obviously aging gracefully is very much about kindness um, toward the families and, and the people that are aging and what have you. Share with us something that you recently witnessed, received, or gave when it comes around kindness. This is hard for you because you probably have a hundred of them. You have to pick, <laughs> I was like, why didn't you team me up you, for that question? Well, oh, no, I don't tee people up. I like, I like, I like kind of organic it could have been something that just happened this morning. Mm. I have never stumped anyone on this one. <laughs> well, I was recently with some other care managers having a discussion around, you know, ethics and the ethics of touching other people in our work and what's okay and what's not okay. And obviously we only want to touch people if they're okay with it. Right. And by touching people, I mean like holding their hands or giving them a hug or anything like that. And um, I I remember thinking a lot during COVID how sad it was because we really could just, any, yeah. any people, our, our own people. You hug anybody during And even COVID. our clients. And, um, you know, I, I just, 
have been just really aware as COVID is kind of on the uptick a little bit. Um, just the opportunity to to hug clients again or hold their hand. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've just I've gotten to witness some, you know, hand holding or whatever. I don't know if we're getting braver or less cautious or whatever, but I just the the reaching out and and remembering how important it is to give each other human touch so in important. times of difficulty because often when we're sitting with people, it is really intense. And yeah. just having somebody sit with you and hold your hand is really important and um I'm always just so privileged to be able to do that. I love that. And and it is way more important than we know. I think it's so important. I have a group of friends we're very huggy. And like and like we can like sit and watch a movie together and be all cuddled up with each other, you know? I mean, I feel like I'm a little kid you know, at my slumber party, mm-hmm. you know, when we do this. And and I'm like, I love this. I mean, I'm almost 60 years old and I still have friends that want to just like cuddle and be mm-hmm. like little kids and watch movies together and not think it's weird that we want to yeah. hang out like that. And hu- holding people and hugging people. And I, I, in fact, I met someone recently that I was like, oh, this man needs so many hugs. And, mm-hmm. you know, you could just feel it just that, that loneliness and that feeling ice he feels isolated even though he's amongst people he feels isolated mm-hmm. and and uh and i and i mean i said i was like are you a hugger and he was like oh yeah you know gave him a hug and i thought oh he needs a lot of hugs so that's awesome and beautiful and i get it you have to ask you sure. have to ask permission but um it's beautiful that that's a that's a discussion that you guys would have i love that yeah. I mean, I think so many of our seniors are isolated and COVID just compounded that, you know, right. and the only only touch that they're receiving is somebody helping them, providing care, giving them a shower, or helping them change or whatever it is, doing physical therapy, those sorts of things. And there's not a lot of loving touch. And I just think we underestimate the power of just loving touch, whatever yeah, that is, a handshake, right. a handhold, a pat on the back, any of those things. I think they're pretty powerful. And oh, that's beautiful. I think they bring a lot to the table. I'm glad you took a second to really think about it. That was an awesome <laughs> one, Melanie. Good. <laughs> no, it was great, though. I mean, it, that's a beautiful thing. Well, I thank you so much. Because, thank you for having I mean, me. This, this is really important stuff that you do. And I think it's important that people know that this sort of service is available. And just to understand, you know, what you guys do and the type of people that, because your, your team is, you guys are just beautiful people. Oh, you're, thank you're you. You're just there to do the right thing for people. So it is greatly appreciated what you do. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Melanie. And for everyone out there, you've been listening and watching, hopefully, if you're uh, on our live audience, Mishmash, and go out and be kind and go give somebody a hug today and hold somebody who needs it today. Thank you. Thank you.